0: Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right into today's message. Well, today is Baptism Sunday, and in, in a few moments, we get to celebrate with a few people uh, as they take their next step in their walk with Christ. And let me just say this. The water doesn't save you. It's just a s- sign and a significant sign and an outward expression of what God did to you already on the inside. The Bible says that he takes our sin. He washes us white as snow. He casts those things as far as the east is from the west, and he remembers them no more. And so, but today we get to... We get to join in the excitement and celebrate those. But I didn't, want, I didn't want today just to feel like, I told Amy, I was like, I didn't want to start getting, dive into a, a, a collection of talks and, and have to cut it short. And so, I, I, but I, at the same time, through the celebration, I didn't want it to feel like you were sitting on the sidelines watching God move in somebody else's life when I came to tell you that God has something he wants to do in your life and through you, regardless if you're getting dunked today or not. Amen. Because I believe that God wants to stir something up on the inside of you because I believe that God has something that he wants to do in each one of us. If you believe it, say amen. Amen, amen. amen. If you brought your Bibles, let's go really quick. I'm going to be probably 15 minutes. It will be the the shortest message in history uh, for me anyway. Um, mm, mm, mm. Welcome to church. <laughs> Luke chapter 1. I'm going to just pick this thing up. This is a story that's already going on. You're going to recognize it, especially if you come to church. If you're one of those holiday Christians and you come for Easter and Christmas, you're really going to recognize this one. That was a little preacher joke. Sorry, I just had to throw that out there. Uh, it's, it's one that really is usually tied into the Christmas story. Luke chapter 1, beginning with verse 41. And it says this, at the sound of Mary's greeting, everybody say, hi, Mary. Yeah, yes, yeah, what she said actually she said hi Elizabeth, but at the sound of Mary's greeting Elizabeth's child leaped within her and Elizabeth was filled with the holy spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women and your chi- your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I heard your greeting the baby in my womb jumped for joy you are blessed because you have believed the lord believed that the lord would do what he said let me just tell you something church if you want to if you want to be blessed take god at his word if you want to find the favor of god believe it when he says it i mean we believe more trash on facebook like it's the gospel and it's crap sorry but it is and we'll take little stock in what God says and, and we allow the enemy to pick apart all the things that God said, this is in your life and this is in your life. Even when I said God has a plan for your life and God wants to do something in your life, there was something in your mind that said, yeah, but. Yeah, but. I hear you, B, but you don't know my story. You don't know my backstory. No, let me tell you something. God wants to use your story. God wants to use your backstory to bring him honor and him glory. so i've I've titled today's brief talk simply this moved by purpose the baby inside of elizabeth moved the bible says he leaped we're going to get into this this is a story that is usually tied into the christmas story and the birth of jesus but today we're going to look specifically at john the baptist i want to invite you for just the next few moments to lean in with me will you for just a few moments It's important that you understand, and I want to point this out, that John the Baptist had thousands of years. Listen, uh, because I know we know the story, but when we see it in context and we get the backstory, and we understand this. Listen, John the Baptist had thousands of years of prophecies spoken over him before he ever showed up on the scene. I mean, when I say thousands, I'm talking like 2,500, 2,500 years before he ever showed up on the scene. They were talking about this little dude. They didn't know his name at the time, but they were talking about this guy. The first thing that I want to point out to you is this. He was born with a prophecy on his life. If you're taking notes, write that down because I'm going to tie this together in a nice little bow. Merry Christmas, okay? He was born with a prophecy on his life. The prophet Isaiah said this in Isaiah 40, verse 3, and it's not going to be on the screen. He said this, There will come a voice. This was Isaiah. This was thousands of years before John the Baptist ever showed up. There will come a voice crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Then Malachi, the last prophet of the Old Testament, prophesied 400 years before John the Baptist's birth, that there would come one that would be a forerunner for the Messiah and that he would come in the spirit of Elijah. Fast forward then in the New Testament, the messenger the messenger angel Gabriel was dispatched from heaven to earth and he finds Zechariah in the, in the temple. He was the high priest and the Gabriel tells Zechariah that him and his wife are going to have a miracle baby even though she's old in age and she's barren. Are you with me? It goes it goes like this. When God sets a plan in motion, can't nobody match it. When God does something, nobody you, nobody gets the credit for it. Hands off, right? And he sets it up on purpose and he makes no mistakes. Nudge your neighbor tell him say you ain't no mistake. You're not a mistake. Luke chapter 1, verse 13, let me, just, let me just read this real quick to you. It says, but the angel said, don't be afraid. This is what I just told you. This is the angel Gabriel speaking to Zechariah. He was dispatched from heaven, and he came to the temple. And this is what he said. But the angel said, don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son, and you are to name him. Are you ready? John. This guy that everybody was talking about, there'll be this, guy, this voice in the wilderness crying out. And, and all of this came all the way to this one moment. And he said, you will name your son John. See, all of this was foretold 2,500 years before it actually happened. The point that I'm trying to make this morning is this. His assignment, his purpose, and his potential had already been laid out before he was ever born. Remember, I'm fixing to tie this together. You think we're talking about John, but I'm really talking about you. Think about it. His assignment, his purpose, and his potential had already been laid out prior to him ever being born. What was the assignment? To tell the generation that he was living in that the Messiah is coming. What, what was, that was his assignment. What was his message? His message was repent, be baptized in water because the Messiah is coming. You guys know, if we fast forward, that when Jesus came to be baptized, John said, the guy that I've been talking about this whole time, this is him. And, and Jesus like came down to be, to be baptized. He said, I'm not, even, I'm not even worthy to unstrap your sandals. Like, you're the man. Like, it's you. As we read in Scripture, we know that John fulfilled the prophecy of his life, that was on his life, the potential, the calling, the mission. He did, he did exactly that. And what I came to remind you this morning is this. Just like John the Baptist, there is a prophecy on your life as well for our generation, the generation that you are now living in. You were born, you were put here on this earth on purpose. I am now 48 years of, old, years of age. Oh, I felt good to say it. I had to psych myself up just for a second to make it feel good. But I am 48 years old in 2023 on purpose. I am standing in this very room that once used to be Walmart. Welcome to Walmart. Here's a smiley sticker. I am here today on purpose. God, before I was ever born, all of this was already laid out. Where you are. Somebody said, yeah, but you don't know where I am and you don't know what I'm going through. No, no, no. The Bible says he works everything out for our, he will take the jacked upness, jacked upness. That's not a word, but you know what I'm saying. He will take your jacked up stuff and he will turn it around and work it for your good. I'm just telling you, he'll do it. Yeah, but you don't know how jacked up I am. No, nah, but he does. And he says, I still can use you. Now, your neighbor say, I'm not as jacked up as you. Spouses, y'all just had way too much fun with that. The word, there is a word that was spoken over your life before the foundations of the, listen to me. there There was a word that was spoken over your life before you ever hit the scene. I got to reflect with my mom the other day. She called to wish me a happy birthday. By the way, those of you that, the messages and all those things, and man, I got grown men calling me, leaving me voicemails, Earl Stevens calling and saying the best happy birthday. I, I, if I had my phone, I'd let you hear it. it was a, he should be on American Idol. It was great. <laughs> and so, so thank you, but I had the opportunity to, 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 to listen to my mom and, and some stories that she was telling. And, and, and so before that moment, before Bradley Wayne Weber arrived on the scene, there was already a call on his life. Before you ever hit planet Earth, ladies and gentlemen, there was a call of God on your life. There is a mission. What's your move? Remember what I said: moved by purpose. What's your move? How are you moving? What's moving you? We read it. We read in Jeremiah one five where he says, "This I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb; before you were born, I set you apart." So let me just read this one: Psalms. Uh, 139 13 says this you made all this is this is this is David saying he said you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and you knit them together in my mother's womb let's slide down to verse 15 same chapter 139 says this you watched me as I was being formed in in utter seclusion I love this. this is the new living translation I love this you saw me you watched me being formed in utter seclusion as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. And I wrote this in my, in my, my Bible. I don't know when, but I wrote it in there some time ago, and I put, God saw me first. <laughs> before Cindy Samsel and Dennis Weber saw me, God saw me first. 1 Peter 2 9 says this, for you are, remember I said there's a word that has been spoken, there's a prophecy over your life. Some of you guys have a specific prophecy over your life. But this was one that came. It says, you are a chosen generation, chosen people, a royal priesthood, and a holy nation. You're chosen. You're chosen. If I could go in lock eye contact with every one of you today and say, you are chosen. God chose you. You're not sitting here by accident. You may come, you may have been here and showed up just to watch a loved one or a family member, somebody, a friend, get, get uh, baptized today. That may be why you came, but he brought you here for something deeper than a little bit of water, about, I don't know, three and a half foot deep of water. So in that, in that passage, he's talking to a select group of people who who have a predetermined purpose that regardless of what regardless of what you do for a living, regardless of what your job is, your job is the same of John the Baptist, and it's this and that's to prepare people for the coming of the Messiah. I watched very little news today because my blood pressure can't handle it. But what I have locked in on. The coming of, of the Lord Jesus Christ is much, m- much closer than it has ever been, period. I don't, that, that's undeniable. The, his return is more closer than it's ever been in history. Jesus Christ is coming again. Your assignment as a Christian is to tell people to repent and to be baptized in water. That's your assignment. Now, I don't mean go to the University of Florida, get on that famous corner right across from Krispy Kreme. Y'all know which one I'm talking about. Because that's a sin in all of, in, in all of itself. Just, just standing there, just a sin. It just kind of tracks itself to my, to my stomach. It does not mean you grab your Bible, you get a bullhorn, you go out to the, to the, to right there, and you tell all those little skimpy-dressed people, Repent, you're going to hell. (laughs) I'm not a fisherman. I know that doesn't surprise you much. (laughs) But I'm pretty sure that if the bait ain't working and I'm not catching any fish, are you tracking me today? It's time to change bait. And repent, you're going to hell. That bait is on a ship that already sunk. If Jesus was walking this Earth today, and I know that may offend some real religious people, and y'all, that's between you and God. I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you, I want to be the most authentic, real version of Christ. Period. And ministry is relational. It's all about relationships. When I find out that somebody's got a need or somebody needs something, before I ever, I find out on my leadership team, on, the, on our leadership team, who, it, who has a relationship with this person? Because ministry is relational. I could show up, but you may not be as open with me as you might be with somebody else, because it's relational. Jesus' ministry was based on the relationships that he had. With a very small handful of people This story of, of Mary showing up and Hi Elizabeth and John Leaping This story has always fascinated me uh, and, and Mary she, 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 she just encountered Not long before Had an encounter with an angel And became impregnated by the Holy Spirit I can just I can just, I can just hear that conversation Can you? You're gonna be you're gonna be with child. But wait, I don't know Joseph like that. That's okay, you don't need to. I mean, can you just can you just picture what what that what, what that sounded like? And then she goes and she visits her cousin and she opens the door and greets Elizabeth. It was at that moment that the baby we now know as John the Baptist, he was inside the womb of his mother. And when he heard the voice that was attached and connected to the Messiah that was also inside of her, he began to move and leaped within her her womb. Just let that sink in. About the time, scholars would have us to believe that, that John was about six months in the oven. Six months old. And something in his DNA triggered at the sound of a voice that was connected to the Messiah. Remember what his purpose was. It, from 2,500 years prior to, it was already said, this is his whole, this is why he's being born. And he, something in his DNA sparked at the moment and he moved. Why? He moved with purpose. There was a purpose in his DNA. What moves you? What movements are you making? Are they moving you towards your purpose or away from your purpose? Did I say 15 minutes? How long have I even, I don't even know. I'm going to give you time though. We're going to dunk. we going to dunk. Then we're going to go to McDonald's and get a happy meal. No, we ain't. <laughs> I just lied to you. <laughs> this, hit, this, this hit me this week as I was preparing. Before John was even born, he was already doing what he was, what he was created and born to do. Before he ever showed up, he was already doing what he was created to do. Y'all, y'all see how energetic I get, right? My chiropractor tells me all the time, he's like, you need to calm down. You wouldn't have to visit me so much. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate that. I can imagine. I I should ask my mom. I wonder how I was already doing my purpose before I ever came out. Hello. That's just me. That's just the way my mind thinks, you know? What am I saying? Even as a baby, John was moved by purpose. And I came today to tell you this that it doesn't matter what your age is. God has a plan and a purpose for your life, and He desires to move you into that purpose so that your every, that your every move, so that your every move will be because of your purpose. Amen. Sometimes I shouldn't read it like I felt it. I should just do it, say it like I feel it now. God desires every move that you make to be a movement that is that is that happens because of your purpose. Remember what I asked, what, what moves you and the movements that you are making, are they moving you towards your purpose, which is sharing the gospel, allow, again, it's not brother... Can I just can I just talk to you? No, it's 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 us riding down the road and, and I find you and you find me on the road and, and you, we start acting crazy and we're building relationships. I'm gonna say, what are you talking about? I'm talking about we was we, we get on the road, there's some other men in the church, y'all know who you are, and 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 if I see you, I will let I'll let the I'll let the I'll let the horses out that engine. <laughs> I, I was doing that with Drew Hernandez the other day, a little short story. And I was at the beef light at Beef's, I mean uh uh, uh Bill's. And I was trying to be funny, and I rolled my window down. I was trying to turn my light, and I was like, come on, let's go. And I did this right here, and my light wasn't even turned. It didn't even turn. And I was like, "I'm like, oh, my God, please do let nobody from the church be behind me. It says, release City church on the back of my car. And, and the people that were turning in the bills, because they had the right of way. I just saw movement. Not every movement, not every movement should cause you to move. Not every movement should cause you to move, but I, I saw movement out of my peripheral, and I, and I moved. And then I was like, oh, Jesus, please don't let there be a cop behind me, because he will pull me over. And somebody said, well, then what'd you do? Well, then when it was a green light, I took off. <laughs> I was like, I'm out here now. I got to do it. I didn't know why I told that story, but now I do. Just because other people are moving around you doesn't mean you'll move. Are you tracking what I'm laying down? Okay. Listen, if a small baby in his mother's womb can catch the sound of something connected to Jesus and a sense that Jesus is in the house and started moving and leaping, then those of us who are born again and Christians, when we begin to have worship and whatever worship person is leading, when they say, man, lift up your voice, bless God, you need to, you need to shout louder. It don't matter if, if you can sing on American Idol or if you sound like anybody. Man, you lift up your voice. He was moved because he recognized that God was in the house. And when God is in this house, and I'll say it when I recognize, I don't just say it because I'm trying to amp you up. When I sense his presence, I'll say he's here. And when you feel him, you should be like John in the middle of that womb and you leap. Y'all know what, y'all know what position the, the, the baby is in, right? Just real tight. Some of y'all come into church real tight. But the baby doesn't experience the life that was he was pre- he was prepared for until he comes out. Some of y'all need to come out. Yeah, but they'll know they'll know I'm they'll know my my insecurities and they'll know my no, they'll just know that you're just like me. Insecure, jacked up, anger issues, got got a problem with his mouth just, just What am I saying? I'm saying when you recognize that God is in the house, you need to let your body know it. That's why I was shocked before I left our home, our home. She was like, you got VIP today. Welcoming first, welcoming our guests. That's what my wife usually does. She did it today. But I had already planned. Adam was coming up. I gave him the nod at the end of service. And he looked at me and he's like, and I saw her move. To I was like, oh, really? <laughs> okay. You know what that was? She felt God in the house, and she moved out beyond how she was feeling on the inside because her body's been yucky this week. Been, her tummy's been, she just felt the greatest. Somebody say, thanks for letting me know that. No hugs from Mrs. Weber today. <laughs> that's, that's what I've been saying this week, too. <laughs> no huggy, no kissy. <laughs> I must confess. Nope, not today. Okay, anyway, let's keep moving. (laughs) I told y'all, I'm jacked up. So I got to ask you this morning. Elder in the church just said, yes, you are. Wow. I know Brother Paul wasn't on that list today, and I know I'm not dunking. He's in there, and I'm dunking. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay, okay. Let me, let's, let's wind this thing down. What moves you? What moves you? Is it being in God's house, connecting with other believers? What moves you? Are the moves that you're making, your job choices, your relationship choices, the movies that you watch, the music that you're listening to, young people, Are they choices that are reflective of God's purpose on your life? What moves you? Are you being moved by purpose? I want to declare this over your life today. There is great potential inside of you. There is great potential on the inside of the kids on the other side of that wall. There is great potential on the inside of our students in this ministry. Darius, I remember it from a few Sundays ago. You were sitting in that location. And I remember God said He has a call on your life, and He reminded me this morning when I was going through my notes to tell you again. Again, I don't know what that looks like, and and I don't know, know I don't like know you know you like we don't hang out all the time. And now we do shoot basketball sometimes. I beat you, and sometimes you beat me. But anyway, we'll just let that go. But I do know that when He says there's a call of God on your life, you can take that to the bank. There is great potential inside of you. It's why the enemy is working so hard to destroy this generation. I could crack that open right there and just start pulling out all kinds of stuff that you already see and already know. There is great potential and purpose on the inside of you. Hear me today, church. You were not an accident. You were born to do something great for God. You have a purpose, and God's hand is on your life. But in order to see God's purpose manifest in your life, it's going to require you to move, begin moving, and take a leap of faith. It's going to require you to say yes to Jesus it's going to require you to repent and get baptized in water. I don't know. I just remember last time we did baptisms. The list was full, but there was people who just said, hey, I'm, I'm moving. I mean, that's not what you said because that's not what I preach, but it's what happened. I don't know. We had 10 extra people that got baptized that day. So I don't know. I'm just going to throw this out here. Your name don't have to be on a list. Some of y'all need to make a move. In closing. Man, I need to prepare a little short message like this all the time. The kids' workers are saying, yes, you do, brother. I believe my assignment and my purpose on April 30th, 2023, in this brief little message, was to shake you and to stir something up on the inside of you. It's what I've been doing. It's what I've been doing. Stirring. know when you bake in a cake I don't do that either by the way (laughs) I can order one real good you know you can put all the ingredients in and you can begin stirring and it the batter looks delicious y'all remember y'all ever remember eating mama's fudge before it ever went into the pan can I lick the bowl that was what we used to say but you know you walk away for a few minutes or a little bit You go watch General Hospital. You get on Facebook for three hours. You're only going to check your messages and you ended up and you walk back over there and you look at it and it don't look too desirable, does it? It looks, You don't want to eat that. That's nasty. But all you got to do is stir it one more time and it comes to life. And today my my mission was to put a little stir in you. That's Illustration was not in my notes. Hello, what? See, timed out. Somebody said, "We we'll get you. We got you, Pastor. We got you on lock. We got you on the clock." Nah, but I got backup plans. I got backup. Because God wants to stir something in you. Your life may look like it's been stagnant and just sitting there and not doing much. But I believe that God has stirred something in your heart today. So with every head bowed and every eye closed. Maybe you've never made this move before. Where you say, I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I need, I need to know that if my time limit on here on earth was up, that I would miss hell and make heaven. Which, by the way, salvation isn't just so, and I'm going to tie this back into the message as your ears are still listening to me, even though your eyes are closed. He didn't die just so that you escape hell. He died so that you would have a he could have a, an open relationship with you. And he did it so that you would make a move to tell others what God has done and is doing in your life. Listen, it's never done. The only thing that was done was what everything that was paid for at the cross. But what still happens today is what God is still doing in your life. What's that mean? That means you're never going to be perfect. Just because you pray a prayer doesn't mean you're not going to fall back a little bit. That just means you don't go, man, I I like that. I'm going to stay back here. That just means, yep, I, I just messed up again. I jacked up again. But I'm moving forward. I'm making a move. If you're here today, you say, I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I need to make that move today. And I want to do it right here, right now, in this environment. I don't care who knows. I don't care who sees me. I want Jesus to be. Listen to me, church. I'm talking about for the very first time. I'm not talking about as a kid, you said a prayer. I'm talking about right, right, right now. For the very first time, you've never done it. And you say, today, I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. All I want to do is just say a quick prayer with you right where you're sitting. If that's you, on the count of three, I want you to shoot your hand up. For the very first time, I want to make him the Lord of my life. Make a move. One, two, three. I see that hand. I see that hand. (laughs) I see that hand. So according to my count, three people just made Jesus Christ the Lord of their life for the very first time. I said according to my count three people just, just said I want to miss hell and make heaven and I want people to know that he's the Lord of my life maybe you're watching on Facebook and you're, and you're like I'm not in the room but I feel, I feel the presence of God in the room that I'm in or the car that I'm driving or wherever you're listening today you can say the same prayer and we're going to all say it together it's simply this oh God I come before you right now confessing my sins I'm sorry for all of them. Cleanse me. Wash me. Make me new. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Come into my heart. Clean out anything that doesn't represent you. Forgive me of my sins. Make me new. Today, every move that I make from this day forward is for your purpose in my life. My friends, if you prayed that prayer for the very first time, whether you raised your hand or not, and you felt that in your spirit, you felt that on the inside, and something shifted, and something moved, something leaped on the inside, because the Bible says that when Elizabeth, when he when john began to leap on the inside of her that she was we read it at the very first verse that that the she was filled with the holy spirit listen when you have purpose inside of you 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 be and you begin activating that and moving in that you become filled with the holy spirit it is the holy spirit that helps you to move into your purpose As they prepare for baptism, turn your attention to the screen, check out this quick video. thanks again for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you. And until next time, the best (laughs) is yet to come.